0: And welcome to the Steam Power
1: Podcast. Chika 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 chika. All right, live from beautiful downtown Southern Maryland. It's the Steam Power Podcast, episode number 66, the order has been given. Oh
0: What's that mean?
1: If you don't know Star Wars then.
0: <laughs> no, order I guess I don't. Is. I do not.
1: There you go. Well, this is episode number 66 for the 20, what did it say, 24th of May? Sure, let's go with that. Yes, it is. 24th of May, 2015. We are a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to bringing the latest and greatest in science, technology, engineering, art, and math news, as well as the latest and greatest from the maker movement. Steam Power, the power to change the world. I'm Mike. I'm Lisa. It's time to get steamy. I just realized I was looking at the wrong camera. I'm an idiot.
0: You were looking at the wrong camera? I was looking cam- at the wrong camera. Well, it doesn't be matter because one. you have
1: Well, no, right now they the can pages. See us. It's kind of scary. Oh. Well, shave. now they can. I need to shave. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so this is going to be, it's happening Memorial Day, everybody?
0: Well, no, Memorial Day is tomorrow.
1: Well, Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Sort of. We take a holiday and we turn it into three days, man. That's how we roll. America. America. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's really not much, a lot. It's kind of like the the end of the school year kind of thing, so it's everybody's busy and running around and getting ready for all the end of the year activities. Oh, yes. And then summer's preparing.
0: Like next week, we have the end of the year dance recital, which is always a big production for our house. Yeah. We've already had, uh, what, one play. One play. One concert.
1: Two concerts. We had the all two county. concerts.
0: Yes, we did. We had all county band and then the school band yep. and chorus concert. And then we had the first responders play that she was in. And then we have the dance recital, and it's all in the same
1: month. It's very archy. We're very artistic yes.
0: here. Yes. <laughs> we encourage and, uh, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. I don't but... know.
1: We do. We <laughs> encourage. We yes, encourage we encourage. We
0: encourage our child to participate in that. And she loves it, too. She loves doing plays and things. Yep. Singing, dancing.
1: Because there's more to light, life than uh, reading, writing, and math.
0: Arithmetic.
1: Arithmetic. <laughs> the three R's. All right. Um, I guess. You seem got, a little flat today. I am flat today. I'm a little tired. I've got so much to go on. i got so many projects I got to get done like the next yes, two weeks do. that my mind is just not here. Um, Gears of resistance. will have a really cool, we did an interview uh, for next week's episode um, with a, uh, a uh, human uh, humanitarian kind of dude turned engineer, turned maker. Um, he started off studying history and, and uh, economics and then uh, decided, you know, I want to do other. What stuff. was his name? Uh, you're going to make me do this, aren't you? Yes. It's Alexis Mateline. Mateline. He 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 was very nice. French. Uh, uh, Quebec. So uh, oh, Canadian, Canadian, perhaps, okay. or maybe he is uh, an expat from France living in Canada. I didn't ask that. I should have asked that. But anyway, the rest of the year is awesome. He's um he just launched a product called um, Cloister, C L O I S T E R. And you can find it at cloister.io. And basically he's like, you know, he was like, uh, for him, I think it was, did he say it was cigarettes and his cell phone? Like he was always kind of constantly. And so what he's done, he's built uh, using Arduino, he's built a box that you put your, whatever thing you're addicted to, you put it in the box, you press a button and it's locked for however long you set. Wow. So it's a way okay. to kind of force yourself to force
0: quit. Force quit.
1: <laughs> so it was cool. I wish him the best of hmm. luck on that. I
0: think, it's how really do you put cool. shopping in a box?
1: <laughs> credit card
0: there you go credit card in the yeah. box
1: so let me actually end up buying one of these instead of like five years um you'd have to
0: set it from yourself not me whatever <laughs> um
1: so yeah i've got no that sounds cool it is good it is, it is a really yeah good It's idea. a
0: it's a neat idea
1: um so I wish him the best of luck in his uh, business partner. So with that, I've got no other products to, to, to review this week. I think Actually, I, I do. Do you have? What yes. Do you got?
0: What do you got? I do. Let me get and it you. off my wrist.
1: Uh-oh. It is well, my, right. my gonna, Fitbit. Hold it, by the way. Yes,
0: you can charge. You, you can charge. I Jeez,
1: sh- it's a Fitbit I charge. Show the little you blinky. can hold it. Yes. Blinky, 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 who doesn't like Blinky Lights, right? Everybody likes Everyone Blinkies.
0: Blinky yeah. You can maybe tap it so they can... Can I tap? Yeah, see the time go Down up. Numbers. On. Yeah. Steps. I don't know how many steps I've walked today.
1: Staircases. Some of the things I can't tell. So, uh, yeah, Happy Mother's Day.
0: Yes. And...
1: What do you... What, give us I the, really uh, like
0: it so far. I, I think it makes me get up and move a little more because they're... I think everybody has some days where they're just more active than others, but I've noticed on the days where I'm not as active, it makes me want to get up and go up and down the stairs a few extra times just to sort of, you know, get get myself moving a little bit and makes me want to get outside and walk around. And also the thing there's our cat. Yes. (laughs)
1: She would say, hey, it's cool. She can be part of it.
0: (laughs) She likes Fitbit, too. The thing that's really nice for me is the heart rate monitor because ever since I've had Lyme the first time, I've had it twice, but the first time I had Lyme, it affected my heart, and the doctor flat out told me that it had weakened it a little, and because of that, since then, I've had a high heart rate where my resting heart rate is bad normally like 100 105 and if you know health stuff you know that's not really very healthy but um I can just be sitting on the bed, and it's 100. So you can only imagine what it is when I actually get out and exercise. So I have to be careful not to overexert myself because I don't want to get up into like stroke territory or anything. That
1: would be bad. Yes,
0: that would be very bad. So it's night. It it does help me monitor that. And there's, I know at least since I've had it, there's been one instance where I was out walking and trying to uh, exercise some and it got up pretty high so i slowed myself down so it was nice to have that information and not just go off of a feeling like i know we all can I feel when we're this exerted but when you can actually see the data it makes a big difference
1: i am uh, doing a little screen showing here so This is the H Charge HR, right? That's the one we got, yeah. Yes, It comes in. um, See that
0: lady's jumping rope, and her heart rate's one (laughs) thirty-five. My heart rate was higher than that just walking down the road. So
1: she just started jumping.
0: It it makes a big difference for me to be able to monitor my heart rate.
1: Um. So so, let's talk about. The my, I wish that was my steps today. It all works pretty. It, it seems to work pretty well. Pretty honest.
0: Yes, it works very well. Um, it needs to be charged up. I've noticed like maybe once every three days or so.
1: Yeah, they say here up to five days, but I'm... one
0: thing. Yeah, I don't mind it last five days. Well, the one drawback is the short charging cable. <laughs> that thing is so short you can't plug it into a wall and, and charge like, it without it just hanging down. There's, wish. you just can't sit it on it. There's no way you can get close enough to a table to sit it. And with a cat it.
1: that likes to chew cables. Yes,
0: that's not very good for us, so. Not going to work. I've had to have you charge it up in the, the, lo- laboratory, the lo- laboratory. but yes.
1: laboratory, <laughs> um,
0: And so far, that's working fine yeah. for us, but you know, that's just, it'd I wish more, they had given a longer cord to charge it'd it It would be more pain with.
1: if it was like having to charge it every day. Like the yes, Apple Watch with yes.
0: pain. But it definitely, it lasts about, I think on average, about three days.
1: Have you done anything with the uh, And it
0: buzzes when the phone rings. When you have it um, hooked up the oh, Bluetooth on <laughs> that
1: we're not paying attention is, to her.
0: Cat is not happy. When you have it hooked up on the Bluetooth and your phone rings, it buzzes on your wrist. So it kind of alerts you to that, which... That's nice for me, too, because a lot of times I have my ringer turned down, right? and it buzzes to let me know that the phone's ringing.
1: Have you done anything with the sleep monitoring?
0: Yes, actually. I've checked my sleep. You check it? Yes. Uh, Let's see. Last night, I got about eight hours. Last night, I slept really good. That's good. According to my Fitbit, I slept eight hours. I was only awake right at the beginning, and then I didn't wake up until about six o'clock. I was Restless or something like that, but it's nice because it tells you when you're awake, which I think is when you have when you're sitting up and then when you're restless, which I guess is when you're moving your arms and all. So it would I think it would be good for people who have sleep disturbances to just see when it is that they're waking up or when it is that they're restless. I am lucky that I don't have anything like that, but right. I also have medicine that helps me sleep a little bit, so yeah, it helps. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not sleep for sleep per se, but it does help me sleep. So,
1: are you logging your sister? You can log your food, skin. No, I have not time.
0: logged my food. Um, I do notice it tells you how many calories you've burned and all that kind of stuff a day. I haven't logged my food. That seems a little cumbersome, actually. That um, that's not as user-friendly, I think, as some of the other controls are for it. It's a little bit tough. You you have to know the calories. You have to know all that kind of stuff of what you've eaten. So that's a little bit tough. It's not like something – I mean, I guess you could just plug it in there if you were just keeping track of the food you ate just to make sure you were making healthy choices. But so far as logging your calories and stuff like that, there's a lot of things I know I eat that I don't check the calories on it. Or if you eat a sandwich, you have to add up the calories of the meat and the mayo and the turkey and the
1: all that stuff. The, you
0: know the bun, yeah. So I don't do all that. But
1: so, bottom line, would you recommend it or not? Yes,
0: I would recommend it.
1: So you get, yep. it gets the the Lisa up yes, of a thumbs up of approval.
0: Whether I think whether you're an active person or. A relatively inactive person, I would recommend it because I know. I mean, I would probably rate myself definitely on the scale of more to the inactive side. And it, I know that for me, it makes me want to get up and move more, which is a good thing. Cool. So, yes, I would recommend it.
1: Shall we jump to the story since we're already sure. sharing our screen?
0: I think the cat jumped on your blind project out yeah. there. So. Sounds like it.
1: <laughs> Alright, so first story this week. The U.S. is finally getting access to promising cancer drug from Cuba. So um, Federman's been following the news uh, last couple of weeks. Um, U.S. is moving towards um, uh, lightening the embargo that we've had with Cuba since gosh darn it, cat. <laughs> Um, since the uh, '60s, and uh, one of the things that is interesting, um, doing the little research for this this article was that um, for all the issues with the Cuban economy, um, they have actually a pretty robust medical research industry uh, in Cuba. In fact, a lot of people. Oh, see, I did Americans, not know that. Um, but a lot of Europeans and. Um, Asians actually come to Cuba for very inexpensive but uh, pretty um, pretty sounds medical treatment. So really, yes. Hmm. And actually, I think that was the um, theme of a James Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan. Maybe the last one. He had to go to Cuba and there was some medical. Anyway, Hmm. uh, interesting. So one of the things that uh, the uh, Cuban Center for Molecular Immunology. has uh, developed a cancer drug called Simavax. It's not necessarily they're they're it's they it's called they say a lung cancer vaccine. But then the article goes on and says it's not really a vaccine as much as it is is a a treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that, it only kind of apparently gives you extra maybe four to six months. You know, if say you have okay. really bad cancer, or just lung cancer. Um, that
0: still sometimes gives you enough time for them to figure out how to treat it sure. in a different way. So. Yes,
1: that is true too. So, um, because of the the, the the loosening, yeah, loosening of the trade embargoes, uh, the U.S. based Roswell Park Cancer Institute signed a, an agreement with uh, again that uh, Cuban Center for Molecular Immunology, and they are going to start sharing their research. Um, the interesting thing is that the lung, this, this vaccine, Simivax, in Cuba, the Ministry of Health, um, it costs $1 per shot to produce and is now free to the public. Wow. So I'm curious how that's going to mix <laughs> with the whole U.S. Gee,
0: uh, I don't know how that's going to mix with the whole U.S. Yeah. make you pay out your yin yang for medical care yeah. philosophy so, that we have.
1: We'll see. That's wow. interesting. Yeah. Good for them. Um, but then you know, you make the argument the counter is that the rest of their economy crap, they live the rest of the economy's poverty. Well, that's true. Yeah.
0: But you gotta um, wonder though, I mean in Cuba, known for cigars, how many incidences of lung uh, cancer we, do they have? They yes, probably have quite a bit. Yeah, I think
1: they do. Yeah. Uh, they say in fact it says here Cuba has where twenty three point eight people. I feel bad for that point eight of a person. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twenty-three. So we'll say twenty-four. Twenty-four out of every one hundred thousand people develop lung cancer, which is actually you think that's about it, not
0: terrible.
1: Considering you know, yeah, the Cuban cigar smoking.
0: Yeah, considering uh, their how, culture.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Anyway, the other she says, U.S. Uh, ha- actually, the U.S. has worse. We have thirty-three point seven people. Yeah, that's.
0: Under- I was gonna say it seems like more people than that so. in the U.S. get
1: lung cancer, but. So we'll see. Hopefully, um, that's
0: very interesting. <laughs> concern, you know, when you Ooh, take fine. into account their
1: yeah the
0: culture of smoking over there.
1: So we shall see how far and why this. But uh, you goes... know,
0: it it may be the difference between smoking a cigar and smoking a cigarette.
1: Sure, that's it.
0: Because I think a cigarette probably has more carcinogenic substances yes. in it than and a cigar does.
1: Knows what we actually put so, in our tobacco products, whereas they may yes. Do. Using less they probably use less, more
0: pure ingredients right. and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, so,
1: so we'll see. go get your
0: stogies from Cuba and I'm gonna, puff away, I'm gonna, right?
1: I am going to at least have one Cuba <laughs> cigar. All right, next story. Apple has plans for your DNA. All right, What tin, doesn't Apple have tin, plans for? Tin hatters, put your tin foil hats on because it's all conspiracy. What
0: movie was that from?
1: Kevin uh, Costner. No, Mel Gibson.
0: No, Mel- oh, yes, the Mel Gibson. The, that's right. Swing
1: away, uh, the Alien. Yes. Midnight Shyamalan. Whatever.
0: I can't remember the name of yeah. it. Yeah.
1: I. You know what? Someone's going to let us know. <laughs> if um, you
0: remember the name of that movie, tell us signs. because signs, signs was that it. Yeah. Signs. Yeah, okay.
1: Um. So, Apple, in the last version of iOS, released something called Health Kit. That lets you kind of like you know you can sit there and you know where is take that data. on the phone? It'll say the the help app. The help
0: so you app? have to download it from no, the app it's store. On
1: there. It's, it's on there, pre-installed on iOS eight. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um They also they have a suite of. Um, I haven't noticed. Hi, that. London. She jumps up onto that. She wants to be a part of this podcast so bad. <laughs> um. There's also the uh, and research kit. So in other words, um, when Apple. Creates, you creates know, a suite of, you know, here's a bunch of what they call APIs and, and software and ways for developers to use. They, they bundle it and they call it Kit. So Research Kit, Health Kit, Home Kit, Car Kit, just their name. But um, they have been working with some uh, research and medical uh, U.S. companies here. um to start getting into the business that kind of is like, you know, twenty three and me, genealogy.com, ancestry.com is starting to get into mm-hmm. its um, DNA sample. So you, you can you for pretty cheap, you can swab the inside of your cheeks, send it to a lab and they'll send you back a report of yes. It's not always the most reliable. It's you know it's all based on probability. I think
0: and what is it, Ancestry.com does that now?
1: Yep, they got, where you uh, can um
0: they're trying to diversify figure out what Country your family's from, or
1: something, and that well, and then obviously though, I mean, the, the money maker in theory is, you know, people are going to pay to know how long they're going to live, which to me is kind of whatever. I
0: know I'm not um, sure they can really tell
1: you that. Not that, but you no, know, you'll find like if you have the genetic markers that are
0: oh for certain diseases or something. Again, to, me,
1: to me, the thing is that's it's not again just because you have the genetic marker, yeah, gets, that doesn't, it, mean doesn't, gonna doesn't mean you're going to develop it. That's true. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. Uh, But then again, like consumerism, we will take advantage of people's fears. Well,
0: there are certain diseases and conditions where it is nice to know that you're predisposed to it because then there are things you can do to try to lessen your risk for it. True. And everybody will be saying, well, you should do those things anyway, (laughs) whether or not you're predisposed to it. But the truth is we
1: just don't. Um, so one of the so one of the apps that just came out based on research kit is one called Emma Power uh that tracks the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. So and that that research recruited apparently thousands of participants in just a few days.
0: That's the one thing, you know, I mean So
1: Parkinson's means to me be, because that's you shake, right? Like you have the uncontrollable shake.
0: Yes, but it's it's so, also sort of similar to to uh, Alzheimer's and, and that Right, but I think too. the point
1: is that they're not tracking people that think they have. They're saying, "Here's people that we know have Parkinson. Now we want to track your yes. symptoms." So, and to me that makes sense because I'm assuming they're using the accelerometers in the phone to measure. Yes. Um, but that you know that's the beginning. So re- that's one example. So the next the big thing and the big thing in the part of this story is the DNA information. So, which is you know you could argue is like the most sensitive, pre- no, private kind of thing because the concerns are you know once insurance companies have access to DNA um, notwithstanding in you know the changes with you know the American Affordable Health Care Act and all that is um, well okay, I can charge you more because I know you have a litany of
0: yes you're predisposed, predisposed to stuff. a ton of um, things and <laughs> Anyway, which would not be good for our insurance company if they got a hold of my DNA.
1: So right, well, i uh, The thing is, it's it's more than, yeah. Anyway, um, so they have two apparently two studies are planned. Apple isn't directly going to be involved with the no. Um, sorry, our
0: cat. <laughs> cat up. is vying for our attention right so now. So they're
1: not. They're not going to directly. Um, be like, you know, it's not going to be like Apple DNA. Come collect it. You know, they're going to work with some universities, um, but what basically, they're trying to figure out is how do you incentivize people to what's the what is you know what is the trade off you know what are how you know what can we give and, and in Apple's case because we got, we all have iPhones and we we'll all have iWatches eye and eyeglasses and mm-hmm. well little iGlasses um, is what can we what do we give back to the consumer? So we collect this data, we can analyze it. But what do we, what, what do, do we you give get you out of For it? it. Yes. And not, and not just like, you know, we'll give you a hundred dollars and you no, know, it's, it's what is, do they, how do they wrap this all with their, the Apple experience to make your life better? Um, that's what they're trying to figure out right now. So it's very early on. Um, you know, I think at least here in the U S we are on the verge finally of, starting to see real change in the healthcare system. Do you think so? I think so. I think over the next, because what you're finally seeing is... I'm not so sure. You're starting to see people invest in companies that are trying to, do and simple things like, you know, how do we really revolutionize and integrate the records, healthcare records?
0: But then, Um, you know, there are also, I see there are a few unfortunate trends that things are getting a little bit worse with our healthcare system in regard to insurance companies and doctors and things like that. So I'm right. not so sure we're on the verge of a, well, I mean, you're know, you making at, it better.
1: I think it is because where you, if you, if you, if, if you believe the reports that I believe in, um, a lot <laughs> of the cost of healthcare is wrapped up in the administration, not the actual care, as much as the administration, the, 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 the paper, the back, all that stuff on the back end to manage, uh, and granted there's also issues with, you know, li- liability and people getting sued and how do you balance that? Um, you know, good doctors versus bad doctors versus doctors who just made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, from the point of how do we, can we eliminate the administration costs, therefore help, you know, which is where I think technology will have the first impact. Um,
0: I don't i I think insurance companies are driving a lot of health care costs right now, and
1: they're just being too greedy. well, there's again i'm I'm not gonna I know you're
0: being optimistic I'm, being, but
1: I'm, sh- I'm f- from focusing on what the I'm just saying from bring. my
0: experience in past years and then in this year, particularly. I have noticed that things are costing more than in previous years for the same exact treatment or the same exact medicine or, you know, be what it may. I've noticed that doctors are, some are going to the no insurance route where they're not taking Insurance and you have to pay out of pocket for them because insurance is such a pain in their butt that they don't want to have to deal with sure. the you know things that go along with accepting insurance plans, and that's particularly the case doctors that deal um, in Lyme disease because of you know the uh, health industry the government health industry doesn't really recognize chronic Lyme disease so the doctors that deal with that can't really go with insurance companies because the insurance companies won't pay for the treatment so I've noticed some very negative trends this year with and the medical industry and insurance that, companies, right? And, as I, a whole. I, and I
1: think we're not. I think we're talking two different things. There's, there's that. Maybe we're talking apples and oranges here. Right. But. We're talking, and today we're only talking about Apple. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and what they're trying to do is yes, we, this it,
0: this doesn't really apply directly to the DNA story here. It right. was just a little rant, I guess. So the point, point is but. that
1: basically, what they're trying to do is how do you democratize? You know technology companies are about and like Google, Apple is democratized, is breaking down silos of data and being able to share that data to be able to drive costs down by better sharing. And I think that's the point of where Apple is trying. So to,
0: do you think they're going to sell your DNA to third parties and things like that once if they you get it? Sign, no. I, or do I have to put my DNA on right. the, do not call list or what?
1: I think that there's <laughs> going to be so much sensitivity to this and that, and Apple's is very good about. I mean, look at what they've done with with the Apple Pay and trying to protect people's um, credit card information. I yes. think that you know, for all the you know anti whatever, comp- the big the big companies like the Apples, like the Googles, have so much vested interest in goodwill um, with their consumers. That's not to say that they are going to be the smaller, shadier. Sure, but I think that the bigger players will be you will know very well what the the um, the transaction is See, the
0: problem is going to be when you get into the third party apps that come in offer to do the same thing for cheaper and you're going to want to go with them and then they're going to sell you out again
1: right that's that is where i think again the companies like apple and google will um, go out of their way to really ensure that you know because like anything, you know, they're, they're a business. They will make it very clear, though, what the scope of the transaction is.
0: They will, yes. But I'm saying when you get third party apps that come in,
1: then that just again educating the consumers. Not yes, just like that's you true. Know, don't, like don't put your credit card information into yes. an app that you don't trust. Don't
0: send three hundred dollars right. to you the know. Um, you know president of Monday. Um, Nigerian yes, or something like that kind of thing. <laughs> yes.
1: It's, 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 it's going to be no different. Um, let's talk to the next, Mike, the science-y, RD, or oh, gosh, I am off. You're off uh today. Medical. So um, a group of researchers at, was it Vanderbilt? I um, believe so. Is um, modifying the bacteria that live in and on your body. Uh, with the, what is known as our microbiome so if you play Minecraft you know what a biome is therefore this is a microbiome which these tiny little things that live inside us and on us um, they are trying to engineer microbes that secrete the drugs that would treat uh, things like diabetes, high blood pressure um And I think where they're at right now... So things
0: that deal directly with our body and the functions of our body.
1: Inside, right. Yes. So things that you would normally take a pill for. Yes. um, What they're saying is, I think the thing they're trying, they're really, they've been working on with mice is like the obesity thing. Um,
0: Well, I think, wasn't the obesity thing sort of like a... um,
1: Like a byproduct of the...
0: Yes. Yeah. They were trying to do X and they ended up, Finding I think out a, they did why you
1: know it, right I think it, and I think it's part of it is also that they obesity was a it was an easier. unintended
0: side effect
1: because um, Davies decided to demonstrate the concept in obesity so that leads to me to believe that he's working on these other things
0: I think they figured out that they it, ab- out it helped with, with, it obesity. with obesity right. so now they're saying oh hey guys look what we did with obesity so the because idea- they know that's a huge market right. in the U S huge
1: yeah more. More so than right the other ones. So what they're what basically we're saying is, instead of having to take a pill routinely, that they're working on this. It would either you know through um, I guess here in the article talking about they they were giving it to mice just by adding it to their water. Um, they also talks about perhaps injection into the abdomen. But the idea is, regardless of how they get it into you, is that you'd be injected with these or ingest these microbes that have been kind of, they call them designer microbes.
0: Mm-hmm. And they um, just live in your gut. And they live in your and, gut. Uh, and
1: they take care of the diseases that you would have, or uh, conditions that you would have otherwise had to take medicine for. So basically...
0: They secrete the medication. Like-
1: medica- medica- now, but like with product.
0: obesity, there's no... Uh, from what I understood it's not that it secretes a drug, it's that the unintended side effect was it made the mice eat less. Uh
1: this is, yeah, my so uh, Vanderbilt researchers added that. It's bacteria not an, an actual drug,
0: mice. it's secreting it just that's what happened when they used it.
1: They get, so the treated mice were gained fifteen percent less weight than those fed the high fat diet, but weren't given the bacteria. Um
0: Which, I mean, I think that's great because if you think about it, just think about how many high-risk surgeries the U.S. does each year for people having like gastric bypass surgery and things like that. And that's the same intended effect is to make your stomach smaller so therefore you eat less food. So how great would it be if we could add this, microbe to our water and have the same effect, maybe not on such a large scale, but enough that over time it really helped out. That would be wonderful.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the neat thing about the story is bottom line. it goes back to the things that we've talked about in previous episodes where in some ways we're kind of relearning what we thought we learned in that, you know, we've always had these little, you know, microbes that live on us, and um, in, in us, and like other things. We're learning that how do you take advantage of which is naturally there versus trying to force feed these engineered solutions. Yeah, everything with humanity over the last, you know, fifty to one hundred years is, you know, if it's made by man, it has to be better. And we're learning since so many things that's not true. You know, if you look in environmental engineering, um, civil engineering, you know, we're going back to. Okay, you know, wetlands that we tore up and ripped out because they were ugly, smelly, they actually were the best thing to prevent, you know, um, you know, hurricane surges. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing now, this is to me, is like the same thing with the body. It's like, hey, you know, we've had these microbiomes in our body and we've always, you know, we, we learned, we thought it for a while we thought they were all bad because if you know bacteria, we find once we finally figured out that, you know, what really caused disease, you know, prior to the Civil War, you know, people just chop things off. We didn't understand that it was this little bacteria. Then we were like, "Oh, then all bacteria must be bad." But now we're coming back to this. No, nah, we could There's a balance. Nature's always about finding the balance, and we're finding that now with our healthcare. Um, you know, how do we take advantage of what's already there? Yes. And then to will it to our.
0: No, the challenge with this is your gut sort of eats it up, right? And your gut tries to fight it. They're saying
1: that you know, right? Like anything is that either. So, how do you find a way to, so that the natural? bacteria in your gut doesn't. The
0: good bacteria might try to
1: get rid of it and eat it. That's the work they're still working on. But bottom line. Hey,
0: I want to be on the list when they figure it out. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Um, Next story. Let's move on. I think this is cool. Pimp Pimp Your Ride. I think it's actually a show, right? Or Pimp Um, Your Crib? You? No, yeah, no,
0: it was Pimp Your Ride. It was on MTV. I MTV.
1: Think. So, well, that's fitting the MTV generation. <laughs> it's
0: dating us, I think.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, people don't even know. They don't even do music on music television anymore, right? Uh, so, Tesla. So, obviously, um, Tesla being an electric vehicle. We talk um, about
0: Tesla all the time. We
1: love Tesla. We talked about <laughs> Powerwall, that we're now like 18 months on the waiting list back. <sighs> anyway. Um, well, you're
0: not officially on nah, the list. I
1: yeah, it's called the trigger. No. Yeah. Um, so obviously being an electric vehicle and being that the people involved are very kind of from the Silicon Valley, um, there's a lot of electronics as well in the in the car. Uh, and therefore there means there's lots of software, uh, firmware. Um and the interesting thing is that um unlike the Fords and the Toyotas who are very closed source and closed proprietary. Um, you know, wonder the guise sometimes of being, oh, well, if we let it all out, then bad guys will figure out and you would kill everybody. And I'm like, eh. yeah, and that's such a ridiculous way of thinking. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, a lot of things are possible, right. but, <laughs> um, so anyway, um, the fact is that you know the trends. You look at every industry is to open sourcing and and be or if not if not open sourcing at least um, providing uh, what's called APIs into your code base so that people can um, kind of tweak and do whatever they want with your stuff. So um, with that, um, the story is about doing just that. There are people who are out there who are um, you know, whereas you know the grease monkeys of the 50s and 60s who would tinker with their car to make it do what they wanted uh now you have to be a code monkey to tweak your car and they are are doing that so That's pretty cool. Um the talks about the story talks about a guy named Joe Pasqua who for, during the day he works for a database company um and at night he is um or maybe he does this as part of his day job um reversed engineered the pro uh then decoded the protocols um that the official tesla iphone app um you know, basically so your car talks to your phone and your phone then sends data back to the tesla servers so they can get information about maintenance issues and kind of warning you now to
0: be fair like fords and other cars i'm sure do this already correct
1: Um, well, so for instance, our, our Fords, do have the, the health, you can, you, you sit there with your, yes, where you, you can health snapshot. So yeah, is it just, is it just Tesla's? No. Does it go to the, probably the depth and breadth that Tesla does? I don't know.
0: I doubt that. Yeah. But
1: Um, my also guess would be that the Tesla, because again, (laughs) all it is, is electric motors and a battery. There's a lot probably less to go wrong. So it's probably not as complicated. You know, there, there's not as many these things yeah. to worry about in an electric vehicle. Um, that it, No oil change, right? Uh, you have to, to think there's three things in a Tesla. It's the um, windshield wiper fluid. I think there may be some sort of steering fluid. I'm not sure. Um, and there, there may be brake fluid. But yeah. That's what so I was going to ask. As what about many. brake fluid? Yeah. Um, or maybe I got that wrong. Maybe it's like, it's tires, windshield wipers. When I met the guys from Tesla, they said, there's only three things you'll ever have to do maintenance on this car. And it was like windshield wipers, tires, um, and something else. Um, but anyway, the point of this story is that, so the guy sat there and they said, okay, we, there, there's packs of data going from our phone, um, up to their servers. So we captured those, looked at them and they were able to reverse engineer them. And now they have, um, basically reverse engineered, and they're writing their own apps that send those. Yes,
0: types so this of messages. guy created what's called visible, visible v- Tesla. Visible Tesla.
1: So it uses the official uh, protocols of Tesla, um, but he wrote his own app. So he's got this little, it's like an OS ten app running on his computer um, that allows him to unlock and lock his car. He Which can, I think is awesome. Computer, he can uh, check the odometer. He can check to see if it's power. And the nice thing is, he also said. Um, How nice
0: would it be to be just up in your house and, oh, shoot, I forgot to lock my car. Boom. Done. Boom.
1: He uh, also talked about that he wrote it so that if he forgot to plug it in at 930 at night before he goes to bed, that it sends him a text message if he forgot to plug in to charge his car. That's cool. So the point is, um, you know. I'm it, just
0: waiting for well, when we can have an app that will start our cars up for us and eliminate the need for keys that are right? the time. That
1: becomes the de facto. I mean, it does exist if you're willing to hack around a little bit, or if you're really we're going to spend really expensive cars. Um, you, you can have that today, actually. It's just, when does that become the norm, right? When yes. does that become the de facto? Because like, okay, I lose my keys today, someone finds it, all they got to do is go unlock it. But imagine if if I've got my Touch ID Apple iPhone that only unlocks the car with my thumbprint. Ah, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, you could have backup keys just
1: in case you yeah, lose your phone. There will but... always be a manual backup, just just like you know. I've put all my credit cards onto the onto Apple Pay, you know, and as much as I can, wherever I go, I'm going to demand to use Apple Pay. But there's a backup with the credit card. So the point is, um, you know, this you know is going to be the future because at the end of the day as we point out in so many of our stories about this generation, well, the, the generation that's, you know, in the teens, the twenties today, um, you know, who everything revolves around that one smart device. Um,
0: are you going to buy Haley a Tesla for her first car?
1: No, because Daddy gets the Tesla
0: first. <laughs> well, luckily we still have quite a few years before we it's worry be about that. It. it is um, going to be here before we know it. Oh goodness.
1: But it is, it's 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 just going to be this becomes the norm, just like every generation before you know back before, you know, having air conditioning was standard in your car. Or, you know, people from sure said, That's a nice to have and blah 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 and that was true at the time, but time changes, time moves on, um, generations die, generations are born, and um, the trend is towards the progress of yes digital and electronic. All right. Uh, speaking of that smartphone stuff, there's a smartphone eye exam uh, service launches in New York. Uh, a service called Blink launched in New York City, um, where for 75 bucks, a technician will come to your house or your office. Think about that. That's where I think we're going with healthcare too. We'll go back to this. That we used to have the doctor that came to your house, and then we all went to the doctor's office. I think we're going to see a resurgence of this. Um, g- going back to the, you know, of we come to you because you're all busy so services will be more about coming to people versus people certain going.
0: services. I I can't imagine some of my doctors coming to the house. Well,
1: I mean, sure, if you if, <laughs> if you need to be pl- I don't know. I mean, They're I just too busy. They're
0: so busy. I can't imagine them having to drive around to different people's houses and
1: but um, we'll see.
0: Have their little black bag of magic.
1: <laughs> so for seventy-five bucks, this technician they come to you. They use a, uh, um, it's, it's a uses a trio of handheld devices that take the place of the bulky auto refractor, lens meter. No, so
0: there's an actual person that comes to you. Yeah,
1: so a person comes to your house. A service, yeah, yep. A technician comes to your house or your home or your office. Um, plugs this up to your face, takes mm-hmm. the measurements. Um, with her little smartphone, it sends it back to a the optometrist because unfortunately again, uh, with healthcare today, only ophthalmologists and optometrists can legally write prescriptions, which I don't know, really get why that's really, you know.
0: I don't know. I mean, there has to be some sort of of checks and balances though Yeah You know because I you get, don't get, just I, want you know, I'm not gonna, I'm Any get Joe Blow To write a prescription I, I get pharmacists for but
1: Glasses really Do you really do You really?
0: I think when we've gotten to the really. point Where Technology can allow The average person To just plug something in Their self right. And get an accurate reading then What's sure, the why not let them get I the think glasses?
1: This is, this is you're right. I think we're already no. Like I, mean, that.
0: I mean not a person who comes to you. Right, I mean I'm I'm order saying. something off of Amazon that you plug into your smartphone or whatever, right. and you read your prescription for right. your, and glasses you 3D print your glasses yourself. Well, that I don't, could you 3D print the lenses? Though? I,
1: it's. I think to me. It's a matter of time. All things I don't know if we're going to go by. that
0: fast, that quick, but I think we may get but to the, the issue point where. Am
1: my, I my, back to my earlier point? Is that if we have laws in place that say only ophthalmologists and optometrists can write prescriptions, then it's going to kill these new industries which drive down cost. Um, I get medicine. I can. I, I get understand pharmacists. I just don't see. Yeah, because that what, messes with
0: your body a lot, I, right?
1: And I, and I just don't see what the possible negative kind of effect is if I get if I print out the pair of glasses or I get the pair of glasses and it doesn't look right. What damage has been done? I take the glasses. Yeah, other off than you've paid
0: for something that don't.
1: You know, I don't get you know, why. Work. That you have to. Ha- why does a medical doctor or a opt whatever? Uh, to me, that that is going to be a potential thing where people. For the, again, their jobs.
0: I think it was well, done originally just to prevent quackery and right the form of. But we have other today people blowing today, their money by sure. going to somebody who can't do it. And
1: anymore. in an era where there were snake oil salesmen who there was no way for people to communicate with each other to be wary of this guy, yes. he's a fraudster. He's a he's a hustler. We have this thing today. It's called the um um what they call all the intranets. Yeah, the internet <laughs> that kind of has taken over for that. That we we basically my issue is we've we've advanced in other ways, yet we we cling on to old um, ideas because it feels good because well if that's the way it's always been that's the way it should always be and that's the most dangerous thing well, to innovation.
0: I think certainly in the area when it comes to your eye health and, you know, your prescription of your glasses and that kind of thing, I don't think we're far away at all from being able to do it ourselves. Right.
1: I'm not advocating that there should be DIY, you know, laser eye treatment. I'm saying, no. I'm saying for glasses, does a, does, a, does a licensed medical professional really need to write the prescription for glasses that they don't even make themselves? They like just basically are a middleman. Or you could at least...
0: Be able to do it yourself and send it via email to an optometrist or something who for a very cheap price looks at what you've done and says, I, okay. I disagree.
1: I forgot to agree, you disagree.
0: Well, it's not that I disagree with you. I'm just saying before we get to the point where we completely uninvolve Right. the optometrist and we have to it's not that they're concerned about the prescription of your glasses it's that they're concerned about ways to know well that too it's concerned they're concerned about ways to test the health of your eyes like I, you I, know when they put the little puff of air to test sure. you for glaucoma and things like that there has to be some sort of way that we can do that correctly ourselves before we get to the point where we uninvolve the doctor.
1: And yet you're wearing a little thing on your arm now that tells you your heart rate, you trust it.
0: Yes. You don't
1: trust, you don't have to go to the doctor to get your heart rate measured. Do you? No, that's my point. Technology marches forward.
0: Yes. So I think we're close. However, measuring something, like measuring the prescription that your eye needs to read something correctly and actually testing the the health of your eye is two different things. And I don't think they've gotten to the point where they can accurately test the health of your
1: eye yet. Okay. So here's the thing, right? A test – what is a test? A test is first I sit there and I collect some data using some sensors to get your information, right? Then what does a doctor or any professional do? We go through a set They of, analyze it. Right, but we use a set of pre-approved steps or procedures or, dare I say, algorithms, and we make decisions. So why can't a medically approved algorithm simply be programmed into an app – why do you have to have a doctor? Why can't the doctor say, "Yeah, I bless and approve this app." And if it follows this procedure based on the data it collects, it will give you as as honest and as fair and as a as a as a good uh, as a um diagnosis as had you gone saw the human.
0: They can I think I think we just we're not is there prone yet. Prone
1: to error unlike an error not saying that a app is not prone to error but from a repeatability perspective A doctor could have a bad day and get it wrong, whereas within the app, if it's wrong, it's going to be wrong every time and we're going to know. So reality is the app actually would probably have a better track record once it's been proven tested out. Well,
0: yes, I think we're just not quite there yet in terms of measuring the health of our eyes. Now measuring the prescription that we need to read and see correctly. Sure. I think, I think we're there. And what I really like about this is like our daughter wears glasses and I would love to be able at any given time to measure the prescription that her eyes need because her eyes are changing so much.
1: Exactly, And
0: I would like to know when she actually needs new glasses and when it's okay to just sort of let them ride a little bit. Like right now we're at a point with her glasses where she's complaining, I can't see quite as good as I was seeing a couple months ago. And I know I've got to go schedule an eye appointment for her, but who knows how much the difference is between her prescription. If it's not that much, new glasses aren't going <laughs> to help right. that much. It's So it would be something that would be really helpful to be able to measure on your own.
1: Alright, I'm going to let you have the last word on that. Next story. Why,
0: thank you. That never happens.
1: Microsoft HoloLens <laughs> will put realistic 3D people in your living room. Um, and then they show people looks like a fashion show, Microsoft boo. a golfer, <laughs> or a baseball player, perhaps. So basically, they're trying to say is... A use case that would let put photorealistic 3D people into your room. There's only one thing where this makes even the remote part of sense to me: gaming. Nope. No. Nope. What is the one industry that if you want to see if technology is going to catch on, you follow sex cells? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I see this working is in the adult entertainment, the porn industry. industry huh? That and the exotic dancing. That's that Yeah, the, I you know bachelor oh.
0: parties and that kind of thing. You could mean, have your holographic no, no, no. stripper.
1: You can be, have you can have <laughs> you can have your bachelor party in your office. You would never have to leave your office yeah, cuz you no one else would see. You could have the holographic hooker right there in your house. There you go. I that that is the only use case. Hey, that's
0: to, not a bad idea.
1: Uh, let's just wait. It is the only use case that makes sense to and get this product and get this idea rolling if you try to so
0: what we, are they trying to sell it on the well, basis what
1: of? I, what I see is by reading this is like imagine like you could get like say you're a golfer right and you, you could you could get like real you could you could walk around a pro you could walk around tire Woods and, and analyze this, their swing right. or something um, or if baseball if you wanted to see you know a rod really swing that bat from every angle. Um, you know, the idea is how do you make how do you make what is considered um, typical entertainment? So are they only marketing
0: this with sports right now, or what?
1: No, Hololens is being they, so they're using it. The marketing has been like um, product designers. think of a 3D model of the thing they're building, mm-hmm. which is actually what I've had interest in buying one for, um, <clears throat> if the price was reasonable. We don't know what the price is going to be yet, but I'm gra- I'm guessing it's going to be north of a grand. Um, but what they're trying to say is is, is the is it's one thing to do it for these pro- like there's there's definitely professional uses right you know potentially me- the medical industry construction industry being able to share
0: now would these interact with you or would they have their own preset things that they do?
1: The answer is it could be both, and I think. I think the interactivity um from the gaming perspective is what is the catch, right? Is is Sure. And and Yeah, I mean I can't imagine just
0: having a holographic person the, and that just goes through preset motions. That would right. get kind of
1: old. Right. And and to me I think the the idea again the adult entertainment industry <laughs> um, it has to be inter- I mean,
0: I like the idea of the holographic two, right? stripper for the bachelor party. Right. That's, so there's, there's That's awesome.
1: Think, right. So from just the dancing is the what is the first generation is just watching um, the dancer, male or female, uh, do their routine. But the second, I think, is then you add in the whole um, what is it? Uh, the, what do they call it? Teledilodonics. The uh, this is definitely not safe for work. Yet, uh, episode. Um, <laughs> You know the idea. Now, of,
0: what is tell What did you say?
1: Teledidonics.
0: Teledidonics.
1: I think I'm pronouncing it right. So the idea is, um, for a uh, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend who are separated by distance, as a way to um, kind of their enhance their love life. Their love huh? life, even though they're far apart. You strap certain things to certain body appendages, and then you can control them remotely of your partner's, and your partner control you really? remotely. Yes, that's a huge industry, actually. Really? Yeah.
0: How does that work exactly?
1: It's just over the internet, like anything else. I mean, there's the simple things. There's the ones that um, um, what's the condom company?
0: Wait, so you Derek, I'm Derek? I now I'm confused here because. You strap. I'm assuming
1: we're not going to show pictures of this on this stuff. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm talking about it to me. As it is, we're just talking SF about
0: it, but um, I assume, like, say you're like you're a man. You strap a male.
1: You insert a appendage, appendage into a certain into device. something. Right. Women can I don't think
0: we have to be that upon, big. You don't have to be like that. Sit upon something. I can't Wait, no, I'm confused. Here. Sit upon. So, what's the difference between that and just getting a big
1: dildo that you sit on or something? The, I don't the, get it. The idea is that it's the remote. It's the remote control of it. It's that someone can control this device. Well, the other side of the planet.
0: So someone else is actually making it say
1: move or something. is yes, actually making it vibrate faster, slower. Um, that's that's the. That, so it's like the butterfly panties or something, right? It's, it's it's underwear. It's all these things. It's more than that. I mean, there are some like things that's like they've created you know life animatronic dolls that are like really talk about you know blo- you know. It's like imagine the blow-up doll, but like on steroids that only – and we're talking like when they're in the cost of tens of thousands of dollars, if not borderline six. There's there's some that are like in the, <laughs> the six-digit. Wow. Figure. We're talking ultra-realistic, yes. Wow. Um, so you take – so so the issue is right now is that
0: – I don't see how that would
1: work for men does man I'd, okay we'll, look i'm seeing
0: i'm seeing how it could we don't work need to for go women there. we but don't need to
1: go there but it, it just the point is for let's go back to the article right that the end of the day that these things at the end of the day though regardless of how lifelike the action is the to, to really sell the whole story you want to have someone you want to actually look at a real human being to get mm-hmm. like the okay yes and, okay and yes so what you would do is you would fake the brain to think you I see a real pre-recorded woman who's got the mm-hmm. ability or man to be able to interact with then the technology takes care of you then you use the appendage or whatever with, and, and, with and, the and hologram so, right? and so you merge the reality
0: okay okay um, That's. I see it I mean I don't think it's anything I would personally be interested in but <sighs> I, I guess I see how
1: why people well, would... thank you? <laughs> I don't know if I should take I prefer a the or not.
0: real thing. Honey. Oh dear,
1: all right. Well, let's so let's go next where that kind of relates to this last story is that yes, um, alt space VR, which is kind of funny. Alt space has a certain connotation, the alt binaries and then the whole you know, news groups It's kind of anyway. Your chair is really cool, it is squeaky really squeaky today. today. Yeah. Um, so. This is basically – there's another company out there um, that's looking – I don't know if – I get the sense they're not building the hardware, but they're going to be looking to build the environments in which these Oculus Rift, HoloLens – Yeah, Now,
0: see, this is different because so this involves eyes. not something that you see with your eyes in your living room. This involves wearing a headset to make right. you think – that you're so in should, a space.
1: So we should take right. So we should back up here. So there's 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 two competing concepts. There's alternate reality, and then there, um, oh, excuse me, there uh, virtual reality and augmented reality. So augmented reality is lens where I project in onto the real world something that's really not there, but you still see the real world. Okay. Virtual reality. Is I take away your I take away and hide the real world completely, and the only thing you see is what I project. Okay. Um, So again, both have potential use cases. Uh, Again, the 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 augmented reality has a lot of practical real world. In that, say I'm building in the construction industry, I'm building something, a building. And I want to see how they. How do they really want their doors installed, or how do they want their windows? I can put it on this the uh, Hololens, and I can see what's already been built, and then I can overlay my CAD drawing and say, okay, they want the windows here, here, and here. So there's that mixture of the real world and the fake. Whereas, mm-hmm. and then you know, projecting a dancer into your living room, you want to say hey, she's really in my living room. So yeah, you would need something like mm-hmm. augmented. Virtual reality could be the case where, again, using the appendages, where you want to completely block out, you know, reality, and really insert a new reality. Um, That's where virtual reality comes in, and that's things like the Oculus Rift, Sony's—I think—is it Um, Vive—and a couple other companies are working on completely virtual reality. Um, and then this company, Altspace VR, is trying to basically I didn't realize that out Facebook was building. the
0: owner of the Oculus.
1: They bought thing. Oculus, Rates. really? Yes. Hmm. Or Sony, HTC Vive. HTC is the Vive. Sony is the Gear. I think, right? Uh, or Samsung Gear. Samsung's the Gear. Point is, there's a lot of people thinking this is actually going to take off. Okay. I am.
0: You know, this reminds skeptical. me of that that website. What was it called? Um, Second Life or something like that. So that's
1: exactly where... So this article is... So we've talked about... Everything (laughs) thus far has been kind of like... We've watched some
0: videos on that and that just cracked me up. Some of the things people were doing on there.
1: Everything thus far has kind of been like, you know, by yourself in the comfort of your own living room. Mm -hmm. This company is trying to figure out how do you create social experiences... So people strap in and they, they So
0: instead of just typing in a chat room, you're actually projecting yourself
1: in a chat room. Right. And I see things like second life, which kind of do it good enough. and even with that, they never really a, you don't a, think people a, would
0: like to put on an oculus rift and pretend that they were really there. No. No, I, don't. I honestly, I see this I see that taken off a little.
1: I I just don't I think
0: I think that especially among the younger generation
1: I think that strapping on because here's the here, but, and then why I disagree with the younger generation is because they're so multitasking that they're they they're watching TV they've got their phone they've got. The computer going. The problem is that they want to be able to look down and, and interact with their friends. Well, that's true. Phone. So if they're completely immersed, I, I think my point is they don't want to be completely immersed in any one thing. They want to be semi-immersed in a bunch of different things.
0: I, mean, I don't know, but what about what about the more socially awkward kids? Right. Like, and I would which agree we have if, one. If I had saw, <laughs>
1: if I had seen things like Second Life. And Google had something like Second Life for a while, and they shut it down. If I had actually seen this really take off to the scales of the Facebooks and the Twitters, I would believe it. I think people have so much ADD that they don't want to be completely even like video games, right? You, why do people like the video games?
0: Couldn't um, you see a bunch of kids though wanting to put themselves into the, you know the Minecraft games and all that, you know, actually playing with other kids instead of just typing it. I could see our daughter loving that. I,
1: I, that's the thing. And that's the, the funny thing about virtual reality is it has, you would think it just, it seems like it's the natural evolution, right? It's, this is what comes next.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I could see her just loving that.
1: And, and, and maybe this uh, maybe this is different because it's, maybe it's this it's finding this happy medium where, you know, when I play Call of Duty, I don't actually get up and play Call of Duty. I don't want to run around and sweat. I want to sit. Well,
0: wanna- yeah, that's why I don't think it would take off with the older generation per se. Now, I do think there's some people on, you know, certain games, maybe like Destiny or Halo or something that maybe would like to put themselves. In the game, actually running with right. the guys with their guns and all that stuff. I mean, maybe not you. I would consider us in us, you know, probably the older generation well, of gaming and of stuff right. like that. But the I mean, you- I can see like college age, teenage, preteen, really, you know,
1: right. And they talk about things like, well, Mac, you can go with all of your friends and watch a movie virtually, right? Like, go to the movie. Now place. that I don't see taking off. No, that I, I don't. Because I think here is the reality. I think that I don't. I think for all the fact that we use technology, what has things like the iPhone uh, and for and fa- apps like Facebook and and Twitter yeah, enabled that, people yeah. to to still meet in the real world? I think people still. I think that is this that is this weird. Um what's the word I'm looking for? Paradox about technology is that for all this this threat of technology is going to make us more but, anti-social. I don't see that happening and that's you know, why the I don't thing see with these things actually taking The
0: thing taking with apps away. like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that we're not meeting and talking to people who we would normally meet and talk with on a regular basis. We are talking to people that we haven't seen for 12 15 years who you know yes we're keeping up with their life on Facebook based on what they post but let's be honest if we saw them in the grocery store we wouldn't say more than two words right. to them and be on our way and that's
1: and that' gets back to my point of of this this
0: so Just no, we don't want to hang out with we don't want to hang out with the Facebook people. This would be like for friends or gaming friends or things like that.
1: I, I trust me. A part of me wants it to work because I do think it's cool from a technology. But I, at the end of the day, I think virtual reality, especially maybe not so much augmented reality stuff. Even that, though I'm a little skeptical. I think. See, I'm still, more
0: skeptical of that than this.
1: It's still a a solution in search of a of a problem i it just if it if it took off more at, at greater numbers than it has i just think i think the problem really is our we have it's not that we have short attention spans it's that we just we want to we want to have so many different things going on at once that we want to have the television running my 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 iPhone with my text messages coming in and my pictures i playing my video game, and I've got my laptop streaming in Netflix or something. so my point is we have a very wide amount of bandwidth. It's that we want to just divide it up, and something like reality, virtual reality cause it forces you to go into one world and one world only. And I think that's the issue I think that's uh, yeah I mean,
0: want. I can see where that would be an issue with kids and their phones. Right. And the checking up on Facebook and the checking up on Twitter but if they could find some way to work around that or work that in or something I think
1: they'd be gold right. and what do, and what would the way, what is the thing to work around is that you would want to have a display that had you could have your your Facebook stream you could have your Netflix movie playing guess what that's called It's called your computer screen We already have it
0: Could you have, have- that? would you, could you be able to be looking in this virtual reality world and have your facebook stream on the side or something like that
1: yeah that's I mean, that's my it's exactly my point is that yeah that you could
0: interact with while you're in the virtual reality sure, but world? I,
1: again i don't think that you're really going to tell and your me, text messages really and me things me that like that. Mom and dad's going to pay three hundred dollars so that you can just have another computer screen.
0: Do you know how much money parents pay on their kids for Christmas and stuff like that? Uh, sure, I could see parents buying this for Christmas. I just absolutely.
1: Maybe this is just because someone who grew up in the nineties and saw the first wave of VR never catching one, and who spent a lot of time thinking about it, and now has grown older. Could, maybe it's, I don't maybe think it's, it's going to catch on with
0: the, the older generation. Don't get me wrong. Now, that I don't agree with. But I think if they did it right, it could catch on with the younger generation. If they did it right. Now, if they do it to where it's just this big Oculus Rift thing and you're only in this one world and you're not able to really see yourself well, that's not going to catch on. No, but... Yeah. All right. If they could integrate your Facebook stream, your text messages and all that, I think you could take off.
1: Oh, I'm going to let you have this, the last word. Again? again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Why, thank you.
1: So that's going to do it. That's all the articles. And I've got a lot of work to do. So I need to get. You forgot to thank Audible. Oh, I did thank yeah. Audible. So audibletrial.com slash podcast. Which you
0: used, the, my credit for this month. Oh, that's on, what I should have talked about. On the Pixar book, uh, right?
1: Yeah. So I got mm-hmm. my first book. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so bossy, mm-hmm. bossy pants.
0: Well, you're letting me have the last words. Um, so.
1: so I picked up, um, uh, created it, creativity, Inc, which is a look, uh, at the, uh, what it has made Pixar successful from the perspective of Ed Catmull, who was one of the uh, co-founders. So it's been an excellent book. It's a, it's basically, it's, it's a team le- uh, leadership, team management, organizational management, uh, innovation creativity kind of
0: so what makes them successful
1: um, what's
0: the one big
1: takeaway from it the biggest uh, it's really not I mean there's there's a lot of little things it's that I mean if I had to boil it down to the one is that to let to let innovation really thrive you have to, to not be afraid of failure okay um, that
0: I think a lot of if people you're would not agree if with you're that.
1: not if you're not failing I'm not saying that you're failing constantly but if you're not failing that means you're not trying Hard things, enough. Hard, you're not mm. trying new or different enough things, and therefore, you're being derivative. You're just repeating what works, and eventually, that leads your demise. Okay. So, anyway, from a business perspective. Um uh, So, audibletrial.com slash steampowerpodcast. You can find a, sign mm-hmm. up for your free 30-day trial, which yeah, you really one credit. we've really been enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting another credit here, so you'll get your other book. Yep. Um, so, we thank Audible for yes, the sponsorship.
0: Yes, I am, I am currently... Listening to The Meaning of Man by mm. Viktor Frankl, which talks about logotherapy, which is sort of going off of Nietzsche's, um, I, if we have a how, how in quotation marks, we can bear almost any why. Gotcha. So it's kind
1: of deep. That's a little deep for me. I'm it's kind of deep, yeah. A little over my head.
0: It's kinda deep. And it actually it it talks about his time in the concentration camp and um, his psychological takeaways from that. It's very interesting, but it's very heavy. So
1: so it but some, it, it is it interesting.
0: Yes. It's definitely a a thinker book. Cool.
1: Well, if you're interested in more, uh, head over to steampowerpodcast.com. Uh, that'll be links to everything else we do. Um, or if you want to do a little bit more on the open source hardware world, you can head over to gears of resistance.com where again, hopefully within a week, I'll have the interview up uh, with uh, Alexi Smatling. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, and his thoughts, thing. his thoughts on uh, becoming a maker, a professional maker and selling products based on open source hardware. So, so
0: you'll have that up. What by next weekend?
1: By next weekend. Yeah. Okay. I got to edit it a little bit. Um, anyway, uh, thank you all very 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 much for listening. Yep, and have a happy that, Memorial Day happy weekend. Memorial Day for you, Americans, America. <laughs> um, and until next time, stay quirky and keep it steamy. Thanks for watching. Bye.